Hello, parent warrior. Do you need a different way to get into your teen's head to maybe find out what makes them smile, what challenges they are facing, or even what they wish for in this moment in their lives? Well, if this sounds like you, boy, do I have a great tool to help you learn more about the person they are growing to become. It's my parent-child communication journal entitled Between You and Me, and it will help you and your child build a deeper bond, especially during the teen years. Pick up your copy at Amazon by simply typing in Jessica Shields or click on the link in the show notes for a direct link to the resource. Get your copy of Between You and Me today. This is Parent Them Successful with author and licensed educational psychologist, Jessica Shields. Your child no longer has to struggle. On this parenting podcast, we unravel the complexities of the education system, give insight into intervention services, and offer encouragement and tools alongside your parenting journey. It's time for your child to thrive. Welcome your host, LEP educator and mom of four, Jessica Shields. Hello and welcome to the Parent Them Successful podcast. Hey, I am just so excited that you are tuning in today. So I really want to talk real talk today. I want to just really talk about something that is very dear to my heart and I think it's so important. So I'm just going to ask you a couple of questions. How many times have you or your child been stressed out over grades? Maybe you have a child who is a perfectionist and they just break down if they get a B, even a B. Or maybe your child has a history of struggling in school. Maybe they just give up trying after they see that first D or F. And that could be on a quiz or a homework assignment. Now, it could be that your child is somewhere in the middle, maybe floating along that C range where the both of you know that they can do better, right? You've ever had that experience? Now, if you're fortunate and you are a parent who doesn't even stress over grades or your child doesn't even stress over grades, well, just count yourselves fortunate enough to be anomalies. For the most part, many of us, we tend to experience some type of stress centered around the outcome of grades. And today I want to share with you 10 things to be cautious of when too much emphasis is placed on grades because it can be very detrimental to your child's mental health. So hang around for that and also for your loving reminder and a challenge because you don't want to miss that either. I love challenging you. So Let's go ahead and just get on the same page here about grades. So I want to define what I mean by grades or grading. So grading basically is a system used to evaluate and provide feedback on student work. And in this way, teachers should be communicating to students how they are performing in a particular area or if they need Uh, more assistance or support on a certain standard. 
And the goal is really to help them achieve mastery. So just a little bit of background about me. If you don't know a lot about me, I taught in the classroom for nearly a decade and I taught eighth grade English at the middle school and I taught high school as well, ninth grade. So I have a little bit of experience in the field of teaching before going on to be a school psychologist and a licensed educational psychologist. So a lot of background when it comes to teaching and techniques and even coaching teachers to improve their practices. So I want you to just come on this little journey with me. Let's just think about what life would be like if we lived in this perfect world where your child is given an opportunity to do a task They receive helpful and immediate feedback from the teacher and then they make adjustments to that assignment for a chance to resubmit because they seek to achieve mastery. Wow, that just sounds beautiful. And in this perfect world, learning is more important than just getting a good grade on an assignment. Yes, that's nice, right? I I love it when that happens in this perfect world, in the one that I imagine. But the learning was so enjoyable that no one even considered the grade or the outcome of the grade because that's how much fun they were having. Now, that was a little fun stroll down a fantasy world lane. And there are some instances where that might be a reality, but we both know that the reality in most cases goes a little bit more like this. Your child goes to school. The teacher teaches the lesson. Your child does the work that goes along with the lesson. Maybe your child understands. Maybe they don't understand everything. But hey, they're not going to raise their hand and ask questions. They're too afraid to ask questions because, you know, especially in high school, middle school, they don't want to look stupid in front of their friends. They don't want to just uh, be seen as someone who doesn't know, right? So what do they do? Go with the flow. The teacher gives a quiz because, hey, no one asks questions. You must all know the answers. You get it. I taught it well. Yay. Your child bombs the quiz. The teacher moves on to the next lesson. Well, what do we do now? Your child doesn't get the feedback on how to improve. The pacing is so fast that your child just developed a gap in their learning. So that's where we get this idea of achievement gaps or learning gaps. And the gap follows them from grade to grade. And now they're struggling in this particular area of study. Many times we see this happen in math. And we also see this happen with reading. But a lot of times, especially math, we see these gaps form. And year after year, homework and grades are a pain point for you and your child. And maybe your child now has internalized bad grades as some defining moment of who they are. Now they say things like, I suck at math, or I can't read this, or Writing is too hard. Or maybe they say, I don't want to take honors classes because it's too much work. And then I don't want a bad grade. I just want to get a good grade. I want it to be easy. Now, that might be someone's story, right? But then you have another side that could take place. 
So maybe your child is the one who catches on quickly to concepts. Maybe they're somewhat gifted in academic ability. But as soon as something gets really difficult, they may be more reluctant to try because they are used to learning coming easy to them. Now, if they receive a B, there's a complete shutdown. Or if they receive less than an A, they feel that you won't be proud of them anymore. And in this case, if you uh, you start to notice that they're showing signs or physical signs, especially of being stressed or overly anxious about school and their health is deteriorating because they're just so focused on getting straight A's and you start to realize that they're only studying to remember information from the test. This is where you're going to really need to focus in on helping them to take a step back and realize that they don't need to be so overly concentrated on the grades. It's all about the learning. You want them in a place where they can enjoy learning. And if they find something difficult to enjoy, like spending time with you or their friends outside of school, those are other signs that there's a deeper issue going on. Now, for kids like this who really struggle in this way, they're really overachievers, but they really stress out about their grades. Maybe in their mind, they might feel like they have to live up to who people think they are. And if they don't, they may feel like an imposter and you might have heard imposter syndrome. And so we want to make sure that we're supporting our kids the best that we can so that this is not their reality. Now, honestly, in either situation, your child has associated that grade with his or her character. And in their mind, the grade has defined them. And when this happens, it is an indicator that there has been a lot of pressure placed on them about earning good grades. And this message, honestly, can come from the school system. It can come partially from the home environment. It can come from maybe cultural, social norms within your your community. So we really want to shift the thinking to focus really on learning. That's when It becomes less about the grade and more about personal development and enjoying the learning process. Now, I can argue that grades are not consistently a true reflection of your child's ability. I have graded many papers, high school, middle school, even college level. It is not a reflection of their ability. Your child has many gifts and talents that are never assessed by teachers. And sometimes grades can be inequitable in that teachers are using grades to reward or punish students for homework responsibility. And we really have to question, you know, if this is measuring the child's mastery of the content. So keep that in mind. 
are we really measuring their mastery of what they have learned and how well they have learned it? Now, I have also worked with many gifted students who have poor grades, but ace a standardized state test. How is that? If grades are so accurate, how is it that they get these poor grades, say in English language arts, but yet on the state test, they score the highest. That tells you right there that there is a disconnect. It's a great example of grades not reflecting and measuring true ability. So I want us to really be careful about placing too much emphasis on grades. And I also want to ask you this. Should homework be a part of a child's grade? Should it? Now, if we go back to that definition of grading, it's supposed to be used to provide feedback in order to assist in mastery. It is not supposed to be used as a punitive measure or a punishment of any sort. So I want us to really emphasize the fact that grading and grades is a sensitive topic and that we have to understand that there is a strong emotional component tied to it. So grades have to be in some form or fashion equitable in the way that they are administered or, or given. Now, I do understand as you're listening to this, that you may not be able to change your child's teacher's grading practices. I get that. And I understand that you may talk to a teacher about the way that they do things and they may take into consideration what you say. And a lot of times they may not, but you can advocate for grading equity at the district level. You can attend your board meetings and fight for grading equity. And you can also protect your child's mental health so that grades do not define them no matter what. So there are certain things that are in your control that you can do. And those are just a few things just off the top of my head, just thinking about what I do as a parent and what you can do as well. Now, I do want to uh, just kind of go back and say that the homework equity, that's one piece that we don't really talk about often. And what I often see is homework being a part of the grade, but not being an item that's actually graded. So again, going back to that definition, when kids are doing homework, you just get a hundred because you did it, a check plus or whatever. But is it really being used to help them learn or master a concept And if it is, then should it really be in the grade book? It's just something to think about. You know, the grade book really just should be a reflection of mastery and learning. But is homework getting in the way of helping us to really see if that grade is reflecting mastery? So, for example, If I am teaching a group of students and I decide homework is a grade and I say, okay, it's going to be 10, 15, 20 percent of your grade. You do it. You get 100. You don't do it. You get a zero. 
Well, I know that some families have a lot of extracurricular activities, which is good. It shows that you're well-rounded. Some families have church events during the week, and it may be difficult to do a lot of homework and still be a part of the family unit. Uh, So thinking about some kids are, they have spare time to do homework. Some don't, something happens. You get a zero because maybe your practice went late. It went until 930. Football practice sometimes can go late in high school. So just thinking about that or if you have to travel and you don't have as much time to get work done as a student, but then you're penalized because you didn't do your homework. And it's not because you didn't want to. It's because things come up or sometimes children who struggle in school have a hard time doing the homework at that level. And if they don't do it, well, is it fair to give them a zero? You didn't do the homework. Well, maybe they couldn't read some of it or they didn't understand it. They didn't ask those questions. So I just want us thinking about homework and is it a true measure? Now, some teachers are really good about using homework to provide feedback, and it may not necessarily be a part of the grade. It's there to prepare them for an assessment or a project or test of some sort. But I just wanted us to really think about that in a little bit more detail. All right. So hopefully I got your wheels turning and uh, you might be thinking about some things by now. But I do want to share 10 things that you should be cautious of when putting too much emphasis on grades. And this is important because there are a variety of unwanted effects that a young person can develop from too much academic pressure. Now, too much pressure about grades can really cause your child to experience, remember that emotional piece. So it can, they can experience emotional and or physical symptoms of stress. And according to a study conducted by Stanford University, immense academic pressure can cause a young person to struggle with 10 things. It could be obsession with grades, which is not healthy, any type of obsession, overly uh, thinking about or perseverating on something for too long, definitely increases stress. It can cause anxiety. That's number two. And we've seen an increase of anxiety in our students lately. Number three, extreme competitiveness. So now you have a child who is simply doing something just to be better than someone else. And instead of working in a collaborative way, number four changes in appetite that can also be an indicator of depression. Number five, working constantly. So not even taking breaks, not even enjoying life, not even taking a moment to stop and smell the flowers per se, not being mindful in in those moments in the here and now, because they're always focused on getting their work done and what they have to do next. And that is not good for their, uh, their mental health. Number six, this is a scary one and I've seen it, stimulant abuse. It could be caffeine, but it can also be prescription medications. Uh, When kids are dealing with a lot of pressure, they'll find different ways to help them navigate or try to cope with that. And it's not always healthy. 
Number seven, sleep difficulties. So it could be an increase in insomnia or uh, they could have sleep habits that are inconsistent. And when you are not getting enough sleep, your cognitive abilities are depressed as well. So we do not want that for our children. Number eight, inability to relax. So not being able to relax will put your body in a constant state of tense. And of course, that stresses your organs and it stresses other parts of your system. And you want to be able to have balance. Number nine, social isolation. Not good. Again, that can lead to depression as well. Suicidal ideation uh, when they're not engaging or being involved with a variety of activities, especially activities that they loved and enjoyed previously, which brings me to number 10, loss of interest in previously enjoyed pastimes. So they really are no longer interested in doing the things that they used to do for fun. That's when you know that there is a problem. Those are really the symptoms. Again, it can be emotional and or physical that there's too much stress being placed on grades. So here's what you should focus on besides grades. And yeah, grades are important, but they're not everything. So encourage your child to embrace their authentic selves, engaging in activities that are truly just full of joy and giving them that balance that they need to help them have a stable mental health uh, status, right? Learning new things is another thing. Learning new things that they already have a strong desire to do. If they're into music, learning a new song, creating music, whatever it may be, it really can help them understand that learning new things can be fun and exciting. And learning doesn't have to be such an arduous task or they don't have to dread it. They can also well, encourage them. <laughs> I don't, it's a little bit hard sometimes with social media, but avoid trying to impress others. And we know that that can be difficult, but helping them understand it's okay not to know the answer. Teach them to focus on the times they did persist through difficult tasks and then normalize the fact that learning is supposed to happen at school. And it's okay to not know everything because that's what school is about. It's about learning. Because sometimes I see students who think they should already know things and they think they should already know all the content and all the answers. It's like, no, this is school. Come over here and learn. Come over here and have questions. Come and ask questions. Be curious. Don't come knowing everything and don't come acting like you know everything just so you can impress people. Be you. Learn what you can learn. Uh, The next one is stay organized as much as possible and stay positive. You know, really staying positive will affect how they study and also how they present themselves as a student. And it makes them feel overall good about themselves when they're just in a positive mood or they're thinking positively. Now, again, don't don't say that grades don't matter. Because in certain situations, of course, they do. But we just want to work with our children to not feel like grades define who they are so that the focus, again, is truly on the learning. And I'll just share something that we tell our kids 
Uh, my husband and t- I tell our kids that, you know, grades are important, but what's more important is that your your character, your learning responsibility, you're doing what you said you were going to do. You're following up or following through with the things that you said you would do and that you are coming into rooms with a positive attitude. Like your character means so much more. And when you feel feel better about who you are and what you're doing and you feel confident, everything else will fall into place. So that's what we tell our kids. Now, I really hope that this conversation has got you thinking about maybe something that you can do better or differently and how you can interact with your child and support them. And I want to share the challenge. The challenge is have a positive conversation with your child about what they are learning. Try to ask more often about what they learned in school or what, you know, what they're learning Instead of what grade they got on a test. I mean, yeah, that's going to come here and there. But try to stay focused on, hey, what did you learn today? What's something different that you learned today or something new? And just a loving reminder I want to share. Just know that learning can occur inside the classroom, but also, more importantly, beyond those classroom walls. Get learning together. Do something together and learn and have fun together. Well, Parent Warriors, I surely hope that this episode has blessed you. And if it has, you know what to do. Simply hit that follow or subscribe button so that you don't miss any other episodes. And if you think about a person that you care about, maybe a family member, it could be a close friend or even just a a Facebook friend, whoever it may be, share this link with them, parentthemsuccessful.com. And just know that sharing makes the biggest difference in someone else's parenting journey. It really can impact them. If you're the type of parent like me who is curious about better supporting your child's growth and development, join my email list for more free content to help you on your parenting journey. You can join at strongermindsstrongeryouth.com forward slash join the list. Everything here, of course, will be in the show notes. I do really appreciate you. And I thank you so much for listening. So until next time, be blessed and love on your children. Thank you for listening to the Parent Them Successful with licensed educational psychologist, Jessica Shields. We're so glad you've joined us and would love to connect with you outside of the show. To find more information about our services, the Empower House Academy, or to take our quiz, What's Your Parenting Style? Go to StrongerMindStrongerYouth.com. Feel free to email us directly at info at StrongerMindStrongerYouth.com. We'd love to hear from you. Other ways to stay connected are on Instagram and Facebook by searching Stronger Mind, Stronger Youth and on Twitter at official underscore SMSY. Until next time, be well and love your children for they are a gift from the Lord.